What's going on, Cyclones fans? Jake Senholz back with you for yet another episode here in the offseason of Inside Cyclones Hockey. Boy, summer's just flying by, isn't it? Already halfway through June. Uh, the NHL playoffs are coming, are winding down. Uh, obviously, the Stanley Cup finals are still on the horizon. And uh, who knows with these two teams, uh, it could go. I, I really, really highly doubt it's going to go four or five games. It could go six or seven very easily. Uh, I want to know. Let me know on Twitter or let us know at Wausau Cyclones. You can find me at Senholes on Sport. Let's talk a little bit about the Stanley Cup playoffs, the Stanley Cup finals. Uh, it is the matchup of probably the two best teams in the NHL. Obviously, the Florida Panthers had an incredible season. A couple other teams could squeeze in there with a very good argument. Calgary was pretty strong this year, although they couldn't get past the Oilers, who then uh, wound up getting swept by the Avalanche in a competitive series, but the Avalanche pretty much controlled that uh, series from start to finish, especially with that game two uh, victory, just a, a grinded out solid three nothing win. Uh, Oilers kind of just had trouble, uh, had trouble getting the momentum back and really trying to find some confidence in themselves after that uh, game two loss uh, and real, really just domination by uh, the Avalanche. Of course, the Avalanche have uh, Kale McCarr and a million talented forwards and uh, just a ton of, of reason to praise them. I think they're going to get Nazem Kadri back uh, from injury. I have not confirmed that, but I think the rumors were uh, at some point um, during the last series, if it would have gone six or seven, he maybe would have been able to get back on the ice uh, for some shortened time. But of course, they win that series in four and uh, they go on to afford themselves what seven eight ten days of rest i don't even know what it's going to be by the time the puck drops on the on the stanley cup finals but a force to be reckoned with certainly are the colorado avalanche they were my pick uh from the beginning of the season to uh, win the stanley cup and uh, they've already made me some uh, pretty decent money as i cashed a nice ticket for them to get to the cup finals i didn't put any money on them winning the cup because the last couple of years i've gotten um i've, I've gotten close uh i if i would have taken a, a certain team to make the cup instead of win the cup i would have cashed some tickets so that's what i did this season i took the avalanche to make the cup they did it and they did it with two sweeps so uh, relative ease only losing two games the entire playoffs to the uh st louis blues and of course, on the other side, you've got the best goaltender in the world and probably the most experienced hockey team in the world right now in the Tampa Bay Lightning, Andre Vasilevsky. You, as a goalie, you cannot praise him enough. You cannot say enough about him. Going into the closeout game six situation against the New York Rangers, he had shut out six of the last seven elimination opportunities. Now, uh, that was a mix between them potentially being eliminated uh, and their ability to eliminate their opponent. So six games where it's, you know, win or move on or win and survive. Vasilevsky shows up and uh, grants his team a shutout. Six out of seven. Just incredible. Now, of course, that's that moves to six out of eight after allowing uh, one goal to the New York Rangers, or was it two goals in Game 7? I'm having a hard time remembering right now. I've watched a lot of hockey here in the last numerous uh, weeks. and uh, Regardless, the Tampa Bay Lightning led. It was just one goal. I just looked it up. 2-1 to one victory in Game 7 for the Lightning. Regardless, uh, the battle of Igor Shosturkin, the likely Vesna winner this year, 
played well, uh, but just could not overcome the powerhouse that is Andre Vasilevsky and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now, they're doing this without their best, arguably uh, one of the best uh, defensemen in the league, and arguably their best defenseman in Braden Point. Another incredible player, Steven Stamkos, stepping up, turning back the clock. In the last few Lightning playoff runs, uh, or, or the few leading up to their uh, new couple of cups here in the past few seasons, I should say, Stamkos was either injured or didn't show up until the very back end of playoffs or just wasn't quite the point, uh, point getter and the performer that the team needed him to be. Uh, but he was exactly that and more uh, so far, especially in the last series, but so far throughout these NHL playoffs. Steven Stamkos, uh, just a, a, another incredible talent and the captain of that uh, New York squad. Obviously, all of you listening are hockey fans, and you probably know everything that I've just recapped here, so I'm not going to go through uh, every single superstar that is going to be playing in this series, but it's a lot of them. I mean, a loaded roster, very deep in uh in Colorado, in the Avalanche, in a very, very uh, deep, experienced, loaded roster, especially if they get Braden Point back and healthy uh, in Tampa Bay. So significant injuries on both sides coming into this Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, we'll see who they get back and uh, who uh, shines and who performs at the top of their game for either a three-peat or the first uh, Stanley Cup for, I believe, everybody or nearly everybody on that um, Tampa, excuse me, on that Avalanche squad, and uh, would be the first time the Avalanche organization has won a cup in uh, over 20 years. So, a lot on the line, a lot at stake in these Stanley Cup finals. If you uh, want to know how I'm betting these finals, or if you want to uh, just hear my thoughts continued throughout the duration of this series, you can toss me a follow at Senholes on Sport on Twitter. I'm very active on there. I, all my written articles, all my written pieces, every all my thoughts can be found at Senholes on Sport. So I just figured uh, since we are a hockey podcast, I'd talk a little bit about the highest level of hockey in the world going in uh, to their final potential seven games here before somebody gets to hoist Lord Stanley's Cup. We also have uh, the U.S. Open for golf fans and golf players, which I'm uh, golfers, I should say, which I'm sure we have a lot of uh, listening to this podcast and probably a lot of guys on the team this year uh, enjoy golfing as well. So a lot of drama between the uh, new LIV tour guys and uh, the the current uh, PGA guys, uh, the, the, the top of the totem pole at PGA, obviously upset by what has happened here in recent weeks in the world of golf, should make for a very, very, very interesting U.S. Open here this weekend. So lots going on in the sports world as we head towards the dog days of summer. Enjoy it. Of course, those basketball fans that we've got listening, uh, you got a few games left. Uh, best of three series now, or excuse me, uh, uh, just two games left now in Golden State, one game away from clinching. So if we got any basketball fans, a couple games left to enjoy for that. You got a whole series left to enjoy in the NHL, and you got three major championships still left. Uh, excuse me, two major championships still, uh, as the PGA Championship and the Masters have already passed in golf. And then, as I mentioned, we're heading towards the dog days of summer, where it's baseball and baseball only until the NFL rolls around. So uh, we're happy uh, that you are making us part of your sports intake here in this uh, summer of 2022 and this offseason season. For the NA3HL. We appreciate you being here as always. 
I got Zach Surway and a conversation. First time guest coming up. It is owner, part owner, and part of the ownership group of the Wausau Cyclones, Corey Garrett. Got that coming up for you right after this. Whether it's screen printing, embroidery, or promotional products, Four Seasons Screen Printing is here for you. They provide a small shop feel with the capability of high volume production and very fast turnaround times. Learn more today at fourseasonsmarathon.com. And welcome back inside Cyclones Hockey. Joining me now is Director of Business Operations, Zach Surway. And uh, Zach, a lot of new information given out to our fans, listeners over the last few episodes. And uh, we just want to hammer home a couple of those uh, a couple of those events going on here in this episode, uh, starting with our Cyclones merch sale. Now, I'm looking, you sent me the link. Uh, which is available for anybody out there that wants to kind of take a look at, at what's available. And um, not only do we have some awesome new designs, as soon as we stop recording, I'm definitely going to place an order here for a couple of the sweatshirts and and maybe a couple other things. But the prices that I'm looking at are just, it, they seem insanely cheap to me. $32 for a sweatshirt, $12.50 for a t-shirt. Uh, I mean, you just cannot beat uh, the these prices and especially uh, with the great new designs. So um, what else can you tell the listeners and the fans about this merch sale, uh, which is running through the 20th of June. So they got about a week left to place orders here. Yeah. So fans can take a look at all these different items that we have on sale. Like you said, now through June 20th, you can just head to wassawcyclones.com backslash shop and, uh, they can check out all the devices designs new designs that we have um we got a uh, get pucks in deep t-shirt a uh, multitude of different um styles for women as well with some uh different tank tops for the uh the summertime i know it's gonna be heating up here upcoming over this week in wausau so we got you taking care the women taking care of with the tank tops and uh, all kinds of different youth items as well. The other new items that we haven't uh, carried in the past in these uh, online stores is we have a uh, backpack and a New Era Legacy duffel um, as well. So all kinds of different things, a couple of different hat options. A My favorite item personally that I see in the store is the Adidas lightweight uh, hooded sweatshirt um, and that comes in gray or black uh, has the cyclones hockey lettering on the upper left chest um, but yeah plenty to choose from and like you mentioned earlier prices are uh, they're white hot yeah I mean they truly are um, I'm looking in, in the most expensive piece thing that, uh, that we have right now, I believe is $60, which is the one that you mentioned. It's Adidas. So, you know, it's going to be quality, very comfortable. Um, and, and, uh, there's a couple other pieces too, by well-known manufacturers that are at that top, uh, $60 range, but t-shirts all the way down to, uh, 1250 and everything in between. We got stuff in black, yellow, white, and gray. Uh, there's crew necks, there's hooded sweatshirts, there's golf, uh, a couple different golf style polos, uh, hats, uh, sweatpants, as you mentioned, the, the bag and the backpack. So, um, you know, it's not just your typical, you know, a sweatshirt, maybe two or three different t-shirts to pick from you. 
have a lot. Uh, there's tank tops here. You got a lot of different stuff to look at. My favorite design is a brand new one where it's our Cyclones hockey logo. And then it's got uh, hockey sticks crossing between it with some like dots and cool stuff in the background. Much cooler looking than I could even describe it. Um, I'm for sure going to uh, tweet out this link. So if anybody follows me on Twitter, you can find it there. Otherwise, it's very easy to find the website, as Zach mentioned as well. Last thing I want to shout out, uh, it is um, all done by our partner Four Seasons Screen Printing, who Four Seasons in the past, um, if you came for some of our towel giveaways or if you came for our uh playoff game last year against the Grizzlies and you got that t-shirt that was done by four season screen printing and I've worn that t-shirt a bunch of times it has not shrunk uh at all it's very quality and uh it, it's super comfy um so a big shout out to four season screen printing and uh definitely head on over I mean Zach you just simply cannot beat these prices I mean you could probably outfit your whole family for the summer for somewhere around you know a hundred bucks or less yeah, no doubt. I mean, really, at the end of the day, I mean, you can get a, a uh, you know, if you're a family of four, you can get two T-shirts uh, for under $25. And then you've got two kids as well. Those are $12.50. So you can get a shirt for everyone in your family for under $50. There's not, uh, there's not many places that you can do that nowadays. And it's one of the things that uh, the uh, ownership group and, and we pride ourselves on doing is offering something that's affordable for for families that they can support the cyclones but at the same time do it uh that it's not going to break the bank uh either well there you go and uh it sets up a perfect transition to the next opportunity we have for um our fans you can take that money that you're saving on these discounts for uh on merch and put it towards a flex four package and uh, Zach, we mentioned for the first time last podcast what the Flex 4 was, but um, basically kind of pretty much self-explanatory. We want to give an opportunity for fans to pay up front um, for four games, and then they can come, um, obviously, based on you know availability of tickets. If you show up to a sold-out game right at the last second before puck drop, you might not be able to get in. But uh, if you pay up front for four games, you're going to be able to come to pretty much any four games you want. Yeah, there's a uh, plenty of different benefits in this package, and they include, like you mentioned, foreign dated tickets that can be used at any 22-23 regular season home game. You also get a free ticket to opening night, um, which is going to be one of the most anticipated games, of course, of the season. It is every single single year. Then you have the opportunity to either get four beer vouchers or four Dippin' Dot vouchers to use at those games that you come to. You're going to have the opportunity to save 20% off of the game day pricing, and then you're also going to save 10% off on any Cyclones merchandise. You're going to receive a dedicated Cyclones ticket representative that's going to help walk you through any questions that you may have as you're going about um, executing your Flex 4 package. Then also you get the uh, ability to purchase playoff tickets prior to the general public as well. So for the beer package uh, with the Flex 4, it's just 50 bucks, And then with the Dippin' Docs package, it is just 40 And you can uh, find out more information about that and uh, purchase that package here today. You can just go to wallsacyclones.com backslash Flex 4 with the number 4 to learn more.
Well, and that's just phenomenal value there. $50 gets you everything that you just listed off. Um, and really, I mean, the selling point is, hey, you buy this package for four games, you can get into a fifth one for free, plus everything else that you just mentioned. Um, so again, going back to the apparel, Zach laid out a way that you can, you know, outfit the family of four for $50, maybe throw the other 50 down and uh, you get uh, tickets to four different games as well. Um, it's just, we're trying to set you up for, uh, success, trying to set you up to save money and trying to set you up to come see as much Cyclones hockey for as great of a value and price as you possibly can this, this year. And I think this new flex four package is really going to be something that people, uh, will, will take advantage of. I do too. And it's, uh, it's one of the things that we, that we want to offer the community and uh, get them excited about, of course, about Cyclones hockey this upcoming season. It's going to be, as you know, on the broadcaster's uh, perspective, the team was a ton of fun to watch last season and we're expecting more of the same upcoming uh, this fall. Definitely. And um, a big part of uh, the preps for preps for this fall is off season work. And that continued with our little tin camp. Um, Colorado has become really, a hotbed for uh, talent in general, but especially talent that has found its way to Wausau. Quite a few players from Colorado on the uh, uh, on the roster, excuse me, last year, and I'm sure that's going to be uh, the exact same uh, thing that we see this year. Uh, I know the Littleton camp was full, was a pretty uh, good success. Uh, what else can you tell us about the Littleton camp, which it, it is over now, but it's good for future players, future families to – uh, really kind of know their options moving forward in the NA3. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the one of the, the best opportunities for these players with a camp like uh, that we had in Littleton uh, over just over 10 days ago now is for them to get a one-on-one opportunity to, to meet Colin and to interact with them. That's always certainly a big deal for future players as they're making their decision of where they want to play their junior hockey at um is see if they connect simply with the the head coach and of course as we both know colin is a pretty easygoing guy and easy to talk to and uh the players have certainly liked playing for him um so it's an excellent opportunity for those players to to interact and then also um it was cool to see a lot of the players or i should say some of the returners from colorado um, that played for the Cyclones this past season were, of course, able to attend the, the camp as well. And it helps them uh, instill in some of these potential future Cyclones uh, what being a part of the Cyclones is all about and uh, the good experiences that they had here in Wausau this past season. So from everything I heard for, about the camp, it was uh, extremely positive and uh, was a, a good opportunity for uh, the team and then also these players to uh, get a better understanding of, of what the program is all about and uh, helping them make a decision of what they want to do uh, with their junior hockey careers. Well, it also helps those returning players to kind of take that first step into uh, really stepping into a leadership role or at least an opportunity to, you know, become the veteran on the team, become the leader uh, and really start um, coaching and helping out those those young guys, you know, as a, a player peer type um, a, a, in the locker room as well. So uh, definitely different, uh, unique opportunities for everybody involved at those little at those camps in general, um, including the Littleton camp. And here's the other thing too: 
Colin cares so much about not just the players on his roster, but he cares so much about hockey and about the players in general. And if he, if you go to one of these camps and maybe there's not a spot for you on, on the Cyclones, but he has so many connections. He knows so many people within the league, other coaches and stuff uh, that he's going to help out. It's not just you either make the Cyclones or, or it was a waste of time. Um, you know, he might see you as a, as a perfect fit for somebody else or recommend you to one of his his uh, coaching connections or whatever. So it's definitely a, a great opportunity. Even if you don't make the specific Cyclones team, Colin's going to try and help uh, as much talent uh, out as he possibly can. So definitely something to keep in mind for future uh, up and coming players. Maybe you're listening. You got a kid in high school right now, or uh, you graduated high school and you're debating continuing on in your NA three career. We've had plenty of uh, uh, plenty of skaters in the past where they took that initial year off then decided they miss and they love hockey they want to come back um so maybe that maybe that's the situation you're in your career does not have to be over you could definitely attend one of these camps see where you fit in see if you can find uh, a place on a roster for yourself so uh these camps are definitely something very important all around no doubt um and we're looking forward to hosting some here in the future and uh should be exciting to see what players that were at that camp in uh, Colorado end up playing for the Cyclones this upcoming season? 100%. Uh, definitely um, one of the highlights, uh, getting to, to meet those players early on and then seeing them grow and develop into uh, impact players out on the ice during the season. Um, so that's what we got on the Littleton camp. Uh, pretty pretty short and sweet uh, for you today, but – uh, we really, really do encourage you to check out that merch sale and consider a Flex 4 package. And then our final thing uh, we got today is a new sponsor. Anytime we bring in new sponsors, uh, it's exciting. Uh, we're happy and thrilled to be working with uh, uh, all of our partners. But the new one coming on sponsoring the podcast is Bug Tussle Wireless. And uh, Bug Tussle is going to help out people like uh, me and my family who have always lived way out in the booties uh, I'm from Anago, and there, you know, there's a bunch of small towns, northern Wisconsin, things like that. You don't necessarily get the best cell phone reception. You don't necessarily get the best internet service. Bug Tussle Wireless is trying to uh, help out uh, those people like my family to really just kind of uh, have a better experience here in the modern age. Yeah, no doubt. I, I got. I feel like I should mention some uh, some small towns over over in Anago. I mean, if you're uh, if you're trying to stream the Brewer game and you're on uh, Pickerel Late. Pickerel Lake on the pontoon, or if yeah, you're over no at Elko, no uh, yeah, or if you're on uh, Pelican Lake, you might not be able to watch the, the Brewers here this summer, but uh, with Bug Tussle Wireless, they're going to help you out and uh, make sure that you can, uh, can stream the, the favorite uh, net Netflix show that you want to watch, whether that's Stranger Things or all the other items that they have, the new Adam Sandler movie. Um, they're going to help you out. So if you're looking for faster reliable internet service bug tussle wireless is the rural internet solution you've been searching for they're a proud sponsor of wassail cyclones hockey and bug tussle wireless offers internet cellular and entertainment in marathon county and beyond with no data caps or contracts which of course is a huge deal bug tussle wireless is an authorized dealer of at&t and direct tv Head to bugtesselwireless.com or call 833-B-Tussle today to learn more 
about Bug Tussle Wireless and to help you out with all your rural internet solution needs today. So I want to th- thank Bug Tussle Wireless for joining us as a sponsor for the podcast this season and uh, great partners. And uh, we're really looking forward to to working with him on some additional things that we'll be releasing as well as we get later on in the summer. So there you have it. Thank you to uh, Bug Tussle Wireless for, for coming on. We really do appreciate that. And they're partners of DirecTV, which means Zach's example of streaming the Brewers can actually happen for you, uh, unlike those of us who have the, the competitor um, TV service and have not been able to watch the Brewers for about three full seasons now. So uh, I, I digress there, but uh, Bug Tussle Wireless is going to help you out and uh, it's going to be there for you um, all summer into the winter, whenever uh, you need uh, wireless, reliable wireless connection. So thank you to Bug Tussle Wireless. Zach, thank you for your time. As always, uh, we will talk to you in a couple of weeks. Continue to enjoy your summer. Good luck uh, out on the water. If you're fishing or whatever you're up to, I I uh, have only thrown my pole in the water one time all season, and it was uh, to uh, zero success. So uh, I hope for many more big fish for you in the near future. Thank you. Go clones. Go clones. That is Zach, uh, Director of Business Operations for the Wasa Cyclones, Zach Survey. Welcome back inside Cyclones Hockey. Joining me now, we don't have a players only segment this week, but we do have a first time guest for you. He is part of the ownership group of the Wausau Cyclones and is Corey Garrett. Corey, thank you for taking some time and uh, sitting down with me here for a few minutes. Um, You were not on the podcast in season one, so we got quite a bit that we can can dig into here regarding the Cyclones. But uh, first of all, like I said, Thank you for joining us and uh, just going to take a couple minutes to get to know you and a little bit about your hockey career. First of all, give me a little bit about uh, your history. I know you played hockey. So uh, when did you really get into hockey? Did you play your whole life? Did you have family members that played? And then tell me a little bit about your playing journey all the way up until you uh, hung up the skates. Yeah. So a quick kind of snapshot since we don't, we don't have days to talk about my illustrious career, but uh <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, uh, my family moved to Wausau when I was in second grade, and um, my parents said there was a, a flyer on the wall at, Bel- at Mountain Elementary School, and I, keep, I brought it home and said, I want to try hockey, and they didn't know anything about it. No one in my family has ever played hockey, so for them, it was brand new, and I started out skating at MP1 there at Marathon Park, and I was hooked from, from day one, and so I played all my youth hockey with with the Wausau organization and then transitioned. I played for Wausau West through high school. And then after that, I moved on to Lawrence University where I played for four years, got my college degree there. And then I kind of still had a little bit of hockey left in me, I thought. So I went and played in Finland, in Kemi, Finland, which is up in the Northern part there, pretty much uh, equivalent to Northern Alaska as far as weather wise. And yeah, I had an awesome year. went on, met a ton of guys from, from Finland. We had a couple other imports and was still just, just loving it. But, uh, 
I knew I had other things that I wanted to do professionally, uh, school-wise. So after that year, I, I got done and I, uh, I ended up moving back to Denver. But prior to that, actually, uh, I worked a summer hockey camp, Planet Hockey, and I ended up meeting this person uh, who ended up being Hannah. Uh, as we crossed paths, we were both, both coaching, doing youth hockey stuff, touring the country, and that's how our paths kind of crossed. And we've been coaching together in some capacity for the last 10 years. And of course, Hannah, uh, part of the membership uh, ownership group of the Cyclones as well. She, after you, are the last one uh, that we still have to get here on the podcast, which I'm sure is going to happen soon. Um, So obviously um, uh, a lot of uh, history within the game of hockey for you. And it sounds like uh, you really kind of played a career that a lot of, a lot of us, me included, kind of dream of where it's like, yeah, obviously NHL is way out of reach. There's some high level juniors, but there's, there's options all over the world. You got to go over, uh, uh, over across seas into a different country and play. Um, tell me a little bit about that playing in North America is obviously Canada, you know, it's, it's very competitive, but very much like the United States. What's it like playing in a locker room where maybe you don't understand uh, most of the guys, or was there a lot of English spoken, or, or is the game played differently over there any in any sort of fashion, or what is it like playing uh, overseas when it comes to the game of hockey? Yeah, it was a huge transition for me, going from playing NCAA, where I was part of the rule transition, where it was turning away from the clutch and grab type of hockey, but that's completely different than the European game. We're used to playing on an NHL size sheet that's smaller, tighter corners, bigger guys. I'm not a big guy, so I had to try and find a way to survive. But uh, as you transition over to Europe, they play on an Olympic sheet. There's tons of time and space and opportunities to stay away from getting hit by big, huge meat sticks that are, you know, six foot four guys trying to take your head off. So it's very much a skill game, a skating game, which was a transition when I was over there, but it was fun. It, uh, it was a totally different brand of hockey that I've kind of taken bits and pieces from as I've continued to coach and play since then. And just like the skating aspect of the game, your first liners and your fourth liners were all incredible skaters where here in the States, you may not see that your first line guys are your really skilled guys and your fourth line guys, you know, they're just kind of trying to hold on, but over there, the skill and the skating aspect is such a highlight of the game. And then uh, to touch on, to touch on your question about the locker room. So I flew over and I basically just had emails and and things and somebody was going to pick me up at the airport and I got over there. I didn't, didn't totally know what I had got myself into, but uh, yeah, a guy picked me up. He spoke very minimal, broken English. And I met the coaching staff and it was pretty much the same. Our head coach at the time spoke no English whatsoever. So one of the assistants would translate for me after he would describe drills or talk in the locker room or anything like that. That is uh, obviously, you know, a culture shock, different experience, but Probably once you get on the ice, you know, you're just talking the language of hockey. So was it uh, was it pretty easy for you to like fall in with those guys? Like, is there um, I guess I could say respect, like do they respect players coming from from the U.S., from North America? Is there any sort of um, like uh, not necessarily looking down upon, but it's like um, I, I guess I kind of compare it to if basketball players typically go over to China or these other leagues, they easily become superstars. The fans love them. The players look up to them and stuff. Uh, 
is there any sort of like friction between players from North America playing in European leagues or they kind of welcome you with open arms once you, you know, get on the ice and really start playing? Uh, teammate wise, the guys that I played with were awesome. They, they took me in whether or not they spoke good English or not. They always tried to at least say hi and make you try and feel comfortable. Um, but I felt like I integrated into the locker room. Great. And, uh, to this day, I'm still friends with guys over there, but, uh, when you are an import and a North American playing overseas anywhere, you do have a target on your back. Um, I was on the receiving end of, of, of that for sure, but it was, uh, it was fun. You always, you know, you just kind of took it with your teammates. If you didn't understand what was going on or anything like that, they kind of fill you in and, and get you moving along. But on the ice, uh, you know, hockey players are hockey players. The more, you know, the higher levels you get to play at, guys just understand the game. And sometimes you don't even have to talk or communicate. You know what the other person's thinking. And, and I, I definitely experienced that. My D partner for half the year spoke no English whatsoever. He could sure. say hello and he learned my name and goodbye. And, and that was pretty much it. But you could communicate on a breakout just fine, I'm sure. Yeah, we made it work. You know, you start to learn the other person's voice and it just works. You, you know where he's going to be. He knows where you're going to be. And you just kind of figure it out. Well, very cool. Obviously, you know, uh, BJ's a former player as well, but you obviously bring a lot of uh, player experience and you're a, bit, you're a bit younger as well. How old are you? Uh, 34. Okay. So you're, I'm, I'm, I just turned 27. So we're a little bit more, you know, closer in relative age than a couple of the other owners. But um, yep. has that allowed to you names. to, what's that? Not to name names. We don't want to age everybody, but yeah, there's yeah, a few no, guys that no. are a little older. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We'll just leave that a little older. <laughs> a few of them are just a little older. Um, but now transitioning to your role within um, the Cyclones, within the ownership group, um, has, has being a little younger, has having that all that, you know, uh, playing experience, many different teams, different levels, has that allowed you to kind of uh, like be able to level with these players or, you know, maybe help out Colin a little bit more with like these player uh, type relationships or, or what kind of role have you really found yourself taking on within the ownership group? Yeah. I mean, I think having gone through it and not so recent, but recent memory, uh, it kind of brings another aspect, uh, you know, just having teammates and former uh, guys that I played against that are now in the coaching ranks at the collegiate level and the other junior level, you know, you're always talking to them and picking their brain and kind of where's the game going, what kind of kids are they looking for. And that kind of translates back to what we as a, as an ownership group, and myself kind of want to bring to the kids that come and play for the Cyclones is, Hey guys, you have a, you have resources here that have been there, done that. And we want to see all of you move on. So I think whether it's having conversations with Colin about colleges or other teams or players, or it's, you know, talking to the players and just kind of picking their brain about, Hey, what are your goals? What do you want to, do you want to try and play in college? Do you want to go play CHA? Do you want to play NCAA division three? Do you want to try and move up in the junior ranks? Um, I think just being, involved in the game still really makes a big difference there because I kind of feel like I have a decent pulse of what's going on in the hockey world and that can be translated back to the guys on the team. So that leads me to uh, your getting involved in the first place with, with the Cyclones. Um, obviously, you know, you have the Wausau connection, you have the Wausau West connection, BJ, the head coach, uh, very, very famous family name, I could say around here in hockey. And then you got uh, Brad Fail, obviously, he's got uh, a tied in um, history with the Cyclones, with his father have, having on the original team and stuff. But uh, where did you really come into play? Uh, did you have that previous relationship with BJ or how did you get kind of entangled into this group and decide, 
you know, this is the the path that I want to take here. And I think this is the right spot for me. And, and uh, did you find them or did they, did they find you? How did this group kind of come about? Man, I wish there was a, a really romantic story about how we all kind of formed this group together, but um, it just kind of all came together. And when we look back, it is, it's, it's wild to see how, how smooth of a transition has been for three, not strangers, but three people that have never taken on something like this before and how we've kind of navigated it to the best of our abilities at this point. But uh, I've known, I've known BJ and his family since I started playing hockey, they were older than me going through youth hockey. You might probably remember as a kid, as you're going up through youth sports, you look at the kids that are ahead of you playing high school or playing Bantam or peewee. And Especially when it's a whole family affair, right? When there's three or four brothers and they're all good and they all play different positions. Yes, exactly. And you see them at the rink and, you know, they're, when you're a younger kid, you look for someone to, you know, be an idol or to look up to and aspire to. And so watching BJ's brother move up through the high school ranks and BJ through the high school ranks and, and Andy going on to play for the Badgers and playing juniors, it kind of, it was a little bit of, for me, coming out of Wausau with not having anyone in my family that played hockey as like a, a role model of like, Oh, you can't, you can leave and play hockey after high school here. That's a complete possibility. And uh, BJ's dad was one of the assistants at Wausau West while I was there. So, I mean, I talked to him every day and we talked hockey or life or whatever every single day. So as far as the Brandt family, yeah, I, you know, would I have ever guessed in a million years, we would have taken on a junior hockey program in Wausau. Probably not, but we've known each other for quite a while. And then as far as, as far as Brad goes in the Cyclones, I remember as a little kid going to Cyclones games and standing on the North uh, end behind the rink, uh, behind the goal there and just watching these old guys, just, it was a different style of hockey, but just go at it. And I was like, man, this is fun. So when I heard Brad was on board and BJ and we kind of sat down and started talking, it was just, it was like natural in the sense of how everything kind of came together. Well, and it's, Certainly worked out pretty well for you guys through uh, this is your second off season now. Obviously, very successful um, first season. Uh, have you guys been able to kind of sit back and obviously you want to build on and obviously you want to you know keep growing and find even more success? But have you guys as a group been able to reflect it all and been like, wow, you know, not many groups, not many organizations just have that kind of success right away uh, off the bat and and continue to be able to continue to, to carry on that success, not just a flash in the pan. I've talked to Colin uh, a lot over this summer already, and he, it can't be understated how excited he is about this upcoming season and this roster. And uh, I think we're only just going to get better and better at, as an organization um, in really all facets, but have you guys really been able to look back and just kind of think like, wow, that was some pretty uh, amazing success we were able to have right off the bat there. Yeah, uh, we we have had those conversations and it's fun because we didn't know what to expect, but all of us being competitive people in our backgrounds, whether playing or whatever the case may be, we all had goals and obviously everybody's goal is to win the last game of the season. But as a first year team, that wasn't what we expected, but that's where we want to build to. And just I remember sitting down with Colin and and just brainstorming about like, you know, we're where are we going to improve? Where are we going to get better? And how are we going to do it? And, you know, it's a teamwork type thing. And as an ownership group and a, and a hockey program, we wanted to set lofty goals for ourselves. And we, we hit many of them this last year. We did things that, 
you know, hadn't been seen in Wausau uh, from a junior program before. And we got kids that are looking to go on and play at a higher junior level and people that want to come here now and are asking to come here as players. So that part is, is really exciting. And with that, you know, we just, we want to set bigger goals. Like next year, we want to win in some more playoff games and we want to win more regular season games. So that part's been exciting when you look back of where we were when we, we started this whole journey and then where we were at the end of the season, we did some really cool things. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not somebody who's always subscribed to, you know, some people in sports, you know, there's no moral victories. A, a loss is a loss, blah, blah, this and that. I think if you're, listen, if you're a first year team, I mean, look at the golden Knights, you make, you make a run to the, to the finals and you lose to Ovechkin in his only cup. I mean, you can't be disappointed in that season. Uh, same thing with, with our, with our team, you play the, the eventual champions in the first round and yeah, you, you lose, but you give them a really good fight. Like that can't be looked at as anything, but uh, a successful season. So uh, I'm very thrilled to be working for you guys and uh, uh, very happy to be broadcasting for some winning hockey. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to this upcoming season and many more uh, to come. But I guess my final question for you here, what does building on that success look like other than the score sheet, other than the records? Um, you know, is it moving on? Is it moving on more kids? Is it uh, getting more fans in the building? Is it, what is it from your eyes as an owner, uh, what is success in this next season going to look like? Uh, I think there's kind of two ways that we have looked at and defined success is one, we want to continue to be more integrated in the community. Uh, there's people still that we met throughout the season who said, you know, I'd never been to a hockey game before and this was so much fun. So for us, that's exciting because that means that's a kudos to, to Colin and the product of the kids that are out on the ice, that they enjoyed the experience. It's a uh, kudos to Zach for everything that he does behind the scenes. It's a kudos to you, to, you know, the broadcasting side point that makes it exciting for people. And we want more, we want more people that come in this next season and say, this was my first hockey game because my friend told me, you got to come try this, or you got to come see this, or you're never going to believe that they do wiener dog races out on the ice yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, we got more side. compliments on that thing than I think I've been working uh, for four years now in junior hockey in Wausau and wiener dog races was absolutely our number one success. I would have never guessed it going in, but after the smiles that we saw walking around the rink, it was, that was really cool. So hopefully we can build on that as well, but yeah, the community in involvement and being integrated, that's the one side of it. And then the other side is just the hockey product. We want Wasa to be a junior hockey community where kids know that if they come here, they're going to have the opportunity to move on if they put themselves in the right positions. And whether that's higher level junior or moving on to play in college, whatever their goals may be, like that's the other side. So there's a community side and then the hockey side. And, you know, they're kind of integrated, you know, the better the hockey product we can, we can put out there, uh, is going to make more people want to come check out the rink because yeah, you can have a beer, you can hang out, escape the cold a little bit and watch some good hockey. And uh, for another thing, that's very, very important to those of us here in, in uh, central and Northern Wisconsin, we promise to uh, never have home games on the opening weekend of deer season. So uh, if, if you needed a little bit more convincing, that should be the cherry on top, right? We're never going to make you choose between the cyclones and uh all opening weekend in your stand. Absolutely not. There's no reason you should be able to have to choose between one or the other. Yeah. We can put Cyclones weekends at home somewhere else. Exactly. So uh, we try and look out for the fans in many, many ways. 
Um, obviously, uh, we got um, uh, a merch sale and some other things going on right now. But really, we're just looking forward to getting those fans in the door. And uh, I know you guys are very active, you know, face to face, very interactive as owners uh, like to meet the crowd and, and interact with the kids and all that stuff, too. So uh, you guys have done a, an amazing job making the Cyclones games and experience win or lose. And uh, Colin and everybody else has 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 done a great job uh, making sure it's mostly been wins uh, on the ice. So really looking forward to uh, this upcoming season, um, getting to know and uh, experience it a little bit more with uh, you guys. And uh, again, just thank you for your time uh, coming on the podcast here, Corey. Nice talking to you here in the uh, we, we didn't make it happen last year, but made it happen this year. I think it went well. Yeah, it went great. My first time on a podcast. I'll uh, I'll accept my grades from behind the scenes later. But uh, yeah, next time we'll add a beer to this, a little more relaxed, and we can sit and hopefully talk about uh, whatever games had just taken place throughout the season. I look forward to it. I would love that. I know Brad wants to get some old Cyclones players and everything else, so we got plenty of plans here for the podcast. But uh, before I let you go, I guess uh, those were all my questions. If you got anything else on your mind, I leave the floor open to you, or otherwise uh, we can call it good. No, uh, we uh, we just wrapped up our Colorado prospect camp and uh, that went great. We have uh, we had a bunch of returning kids that were out there. We had some brother, brother, brother pairs that were out there and some cool pictures that we got. And it was fun to see out in Colorado, a bunch of Cyclones jerseys at the rink out in Littleton. And yeah, we're uh, Collins doing his job, putting the pieces together. And we're excited for September to roll around so we can get hockey season started. Yeah, Colorado has really turned into quite a, a little talent hub, not only for us, but just for hockey in general. A lot of players coming out of Colorado uh, in recent years. And uh, I do a lot of NAPHL broadcasting and other stuff, too. And there's a lot of talented kids in Colorado right now. Yeah, it's a it's a little hotbed that a lot of people don't think of. But hockey is a big part of the Denver community, especially with the success that the, the Denver Pioneers have had with winning national championships. And obviously the Avalanche now being in the Stanley Cup finals there's a lot of hockey here and there's a lot of good hockey players that are trying to find their way out to kind of do the same things that other kids have goals of, you know, reaching that next level. So, you know, it's a, it's a market that we'd like to continue to try and find talented, good kids out of, and, and hopefully we can persuade them to come to central Wisconsin and enjoy the, the fun and excitement that everybody else is seeing while playing for the Cyclones. All righty. Well, uh, I will let you go. I guess final, final question, since you did bring it up, Avalanche or Lightning? Who you got? Oh, not even a question. Avalanche. I figured. I figured the Avalanche have been my pick all season, and they won me some uh, real good money just by making it to the Cup. I had them uh, as as winning the West. So uh, I'm all over the Avalanche train. I got nothing against the Lightning. I love Vasilevsky. I'm a goalie. I don't know if you know I'm a goalie guy. I played my whole life. Love Vasilevsky. I think he's hands down the best goalie in the world, but I would rather see this young, very exciting, likable Avs team win than, than a three-peat down in Tampa. So uh, I'm on the Avs as well. Yeah, Avs and six. Put it down. All right, perfect. You heard it here first, Avs and six. Corey, thank you for your time. I'll, I'll let you get back to your uh, day job here. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. This was fun. You bet. We'll talk to you again sometime soon. That is owner of the Wausau Cyclones, Corey Garrett. It might be the offseason for your Wausau Cyclones, but there's still plenty of great on-ice action that you can check out throughout the summer and the entire NA3 offseason by heading over to HockeyTV.com. HockeyTV is our great partner uh, who broadcasts 
all of the home and away games for the Wausau Cyclones. Be sure to head on over, sign up for a membership, and don't miss a minute of Cyclones action this upcoming season. And while you're waiting for this season to arrive, you can use my favorite hockey TV feature, and you can go back and watch any game in Cyclones history. You can go back and watch old River Wolves games. You can watch any NA3HL game that has happened in the last couple of seasons. You can cut highlights. Uh, you can do anything you want. Check out the old footage. They've got it all archived for you. A great way to scratch that itch and fill your need for hockey all off-season long, thanks to our friends and partners at HockeyTV.com.